Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. Why? Because I believe in being who you are. It's, it's, the, best, it's the best option that we have. Yes. Because um, you see, sometimes I see wonderful people trying to live other people's lives. And I feel so sorry because, you know, if, if we don't live our lives, who, who else is going to live them? When did you come into your own? When did you feel like, this is who I am, you know, take it or leave it. I'm Panina Tournay, this is the way I'm gonna be. And like, how old were you when you were okay with that? Cause I know I didn't feel like that until I was like 36. 37 my mother passed away and then it hit me I am who I am and this is who I am so when did it hit you so yes usually that's what I think is the age um, it happened to me also around 36 but I have to admit that I still um, you know I still am learning about myself every day I I'm still discovering who I am and I believe that it will take me until my last breath. Oh. So it's, it's evolution. It's, it's a uh, personal evolution within the life that we have been given. So um, you were talking about stepping out of line. And you see, from, from how I see life, it is only when you step out of line that you really live your life that you really fulfill your calling it's it's actually stepping out of your comfort zone right because i always say that to to all the young people around me that nothing happens in comfort zone comfort zone is is a dead zone therefore it's when we step out of it out of line out of our comfort zone that, that life really happens. You see, we were born into a, um, into a, a, our playing field where, where we're supposed to play, where we're supposed to act and live. And, and that, is a, that is a known area. So nothing can really evolve unless you're courageous and and you just allow yourself to live without judging yourself too much, without criticizing yourself or others. It's the same. I mean, you know, whenever I catch myself, you know, unconsciously judging or criticizing somebody else, I immediately realize that I'm, I'm judging myself. So that also took me time to understand with life, with time. So yes, it's around the age of 36 where I started understanding that there is much more above and beyond than, than what I know, what I see, and what I think. 
When did and you come out with your um, client? I know you started with Kleinfeld. Was that your first place that you took your collection, your first initial designed wedding dresses there? No, no. I had a business in Tel Aviv, in Israel, that I started 29 years ago when I came back to Israel from Paris. Um, it was a time in my life where I was struggling and, um, and uh, you know, things were very tough and very difficult because um, I was just, you know, I just got out of a, of a very difficult divorce, an abusive relationship. And my son was taken away from me um, by his father. And that lasted 10 years, but at the time I didn't know how long it would last. But I did know, I did have that feeling, very, very strong feeling in my heart that if I, if I wanted to find a new path for myself, I needed to do something that would allow me to empower other women. And that's when I started looking into, into fashion and into bridal in particular, although I've never studied fashion. It wasn't, it wasn't a dream to become a fashion designer. On the contrary, it was something I would tell you, thank you, but no thank you when I was younger. Uh, but I, I always had an approach to fashion. I always had a very good taste for fashion. And I, and I love fashion, but I never thought I would become a fashion designer. So specializing in brides allowed me to work with women, mostly women, I mean, women, brides. Um, and then one day I had this very important rabbi here in Israel visit my store and he was sitting right, he was sitting right in front of me and he started laughing and he said, Rabbi, why are you laughing? And he said, I'm laughing because you think that you have chosen your profession. And I said, well, who else did? And he said, no, no, your profession chose you. Because in Judaism, to make a bride happy on the day of her wedding is actually the biggest mitzvah. And I believe you know what a mitzvah is. Of all mitzvahs, it's, it's the number one mitzvah to make a bride happy on her wedding day. And then I understood. I understood the message. I knew that I chose right. And I just, you know, I, I, I chose with my heart, but I knew that my heart had led me to the perfect path. That's so sweet. And that, that's what I've been doing since then, making brides happy making their dreams come true, um, assisting them, you know, through a time that is very vulnerable in their lives because, you know, um, it's at that time in a woman's life that a lot of issues emerge to the surface. And I usually see it on my brides when they're trying on their dresses. Hmm. There's the magic that happens when a bride is in her white dress, I can see what she's going through. And I will always, always put aside whatever business I have, no matter what price of dress she's wearing, 
to ask her if, if everything is okay and if there's anything I can do to help her. Because that's, you know, that's, that's my calling. It's, it's a wonderful business, but above that, beyond that, it is my calling. And I believe that if we don't do our calling with 100% commitment, then, then it, you know, it will be taken away from us because we're not really committing to it. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Um, Perry has muscular dystrophy, as you know, and a lot of people would look at her and, and maybe even feel sorry for her because she's onto a ventilator, you know, the entire day and she never comes off of it. But Perry looks at it totally differently as if she has a platform and she has a way to help people. So her calling in life right now at this age is to help people like herself through High Lifeline, through our fundraising to try to, you know, get better and get help. Um, I was interested in reading that one of your new dresses that you had given when you had first, I guess, come to America was the number was 101. Yeah. And um, you had met, I read that in Kabbalah, it means something. Um, yeah. My son, her brother, is a second year student at Eish HaTorah in, in Yerushalayim. And I asked him, what does 101 mean in Kabbalah? And he, he stumped him. He couldn't figure that out. So what, did, uh, what does 101 mean? And that dress apparently flew off, yeah. off so, the as soon as you made so it. So I've studied Kabbalah um, for a few years in my life, and it was fascinating. Uh, it's the philosophy, you know, behind the universe, everything about the universe. So it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's an information that is very spiritually elevated, very difficult to understand. I just, what I know about Kabbalah is like the, the tip of a needle, but it is it's fascinating. So at the time, I, when I came to Kleinfeld, they looked at my dresses and they said, you know, um, we don't think we can ever sell these dresses in the United States. So you're very kind to have, you know, um, come all the way from Israel to show us your dresses. And I did. I flew all the way from Israel. Um, but thank you. Thank you, but no thank you. And I was, I was shocked because from what I saw that they had, they had nothing like my dresses. And I knew that I was bringing something new to them. I guess it was a little, um, it was a little um, avant-garde for that time, ahead of its time, but I knew that my dresses would conquer the world through the United States. I just, you know, I had that vision. So, um, so I left Kleinfeld that day crying and I cried all the way back to Israel, which was like Long 11 flight. hours. Long <laughs> flight. I was crying so much that my husband, David, asked me if I wanted an Advil because he believes that if you, you know, when I cry, he wants to stop me from crying because he doesn't like to see me sad. So he believes that an, an Advil or two will change the situation. But I still try to explain that it doesn't work. But anyway, I went back to Israel. I flew back home and I worked on 
seven dresses that would fit more the American bride at the time, uh, but with a little twist, a little twist that was my twist. Uh, and I chose seven because seven is also a very, very strong number in Kabbalah. You know, seven days a week, uh, there are seven layers to earth. There are seven layers to our, to our skin. So there's seven and seven in the Bible is a very, very um, highly spiritual number. But 101, apparently, from what I studied in Kabbalah, is the strongest number in the universe hmm. and it opens all the doors i don't know if you've watched the trilogy metrics the metrics no okay so you should terry it's an amazing trilogy and it has a lot of you know kabbalah in it because apparently uh the director of the movie if i'm not mistaken studied kabbalah and it's I mean, it contains so much information. And in each one of, of the three movies, you will see at a certain moment the number 101. Okay? So Neo, who is Keanu Reeves, is the one. He's been chosen to be the one. And when they knock on his door to announce him that, you know, he should go on this journey, his his door had the number 101 on it. We can understand from that that it is a very, very strong number. Mm -hmm. so the first dress I designed for Kleinfeld collection that I sent, I gave it the number 101. And like, I would say like um, three weeks later, I got a phone call from the owner of Kleinfeld, Mara Urschel. And she said to me on the phone, she said, Pina, I think we're having a problem with your dresses. And I said, well, what problem can you have with my dresses? So she started by saying, well, you know that 101 dress? We're selling so many of it, and I'm not quite sure you can manufacture this much in Israel. And the rest, the rest is history. Oh. That dress opened the gates of success and since then, you know, it, a short while after I became Kleinfeld's number one vendor, best, you know, top selling designer. And until today, 16 years later, it's, it's amazing. But it's that 101 dress that opened the door. Interesting. We, um, we love your new connect collection, the love collection. I know Perry has one in particular that is like a Cinderella corset and then the big uh, ball gown bottom and she loves that dress. And I, I saw that you shot um, photos of them at the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea being one of the wonders of the world. Um, Perry True. was at the Dead Sea, by the way, and it was wonderful. A little salty for her, but it was wonderful. It is. It is a little too salty for me as well. <laughs> but it's, it's you have to go, you know, at least once in your life. It is um, amazing. The collection is beautiful. Did the did Israel and the Dead Sea inspire you? What inspires you when you have a collection that's so romantic and so beautiful as this last collection that you have. 
what inspired you? How do you keep it going? You're you know, a designer for many years. How do you keep getting inspired? So first of all, talking about the Dead Sea, the, the Dead Sea is, if not my favorite, and one of my top favorite places in the world. Whenever I feel exhausted, mentally tired, um, or, you know, if I'm going through a low energy period of time, I will always go to the Dead Sea. There's, there's something there. There's some kind of magic. I don't know. I, I stay there for two or three days and I'm, I'm renewed. I'm recharged. It's amazing. And I've wanted to, to shoot my collection for a while at the Dead Sea, but it's very complicated because of the light, the sun that hits the, uh, the crystals, because the, the, it's not sand. It's actually crystallized salt that right. you see on the floor. So the sun reflects on that and then bounces back. And photographers have a lot of difficulties shooting there. But my photographer did an amazing job. And we ended up shooting this beautiful collection at the Dead Sea. How do I come up with my, my inspiration? So I'll tell you a nice little story that I like to tell, which is a true story. When I, you know, my first runway show at Kleinfeld um, was around, was October. I started working with them in July. They had just moved to New York, to Manhattan, from Brooklyn. For many years, you know, they were situated in Brooklyn and they had moved to New York and they opened this amazing store, the one of a kind store in the world. And that October I had a runway show. So I wasn't really prepared for anything. Everything happened so fast. And I remember right after the dresses walked the runway, I went backstage and then pressed, you know, everybody came behind stage, behind the scenes and started interviewing me. And everybody was asking me the same question. What's your inspiration? What's your inspiration? And at the time, I didn't really know the meaning of the word inspiration. I, it wasn't a word I was familiar with. It was 16 years ago. So I was very embarrassed. I said, what are these people asking me about? But I didn't want to show that I didn't understand the word. So I asked for a minute and I went to see Jeanette, who's Kleinfeld's PR um, director. What is inspiration? What do they mean by asking me what, what, what is my inspiration? And she said, what, what brings you to create these dresses? What is the reason? What do you feel when you create these dresses? And I said, ah, that's very easy. And I went back to press and I said, love, love is my inspiration. That's what really drives me in life, in my everyday life, in everything I do. And of course, in, in designing these dresses that I designed with my heart. I, I, as I said before, I never studied fashion. So, they're, they're really visions, dreams that I have. And mostly I dream them. I really dream them at night and I wake up and sketch. 
because I see these dresses and it's like, it's like these messages, these visions that I receive. And it, it's, it's wonderful because it's the easiest profession I could have been given. I mean, I thank God for making it so, so easy. It's funny because I know a lot of writers, actors, you know, they, they sometimes do a scene or they write or they design and then they don't know where it came from. Like it just comes out of you and then you look at it and then you're like, I don't know where this came from, but it was a part of me apparently. So it's, it must be a very strange outer body experience to see all of a sudden your design on paper that you dreamt. Yeah, it is. I, I see these dresses in dreams. My husband knows if I have to put on the light in the middle of the night, he knows that a bestseller is born. Oh, that's it's usually, yeah, it's usually the dresses that are very, very clear. They're like, it's as if I see, it's as if I'm, it's, it's an illusion, as if, as if I'm seeing something in real life. That's how I see it in the dream. I can see every little detail. It's amazing. Perry said you're amazing. Thank you, Perry. Thank you, my love. Aww. So, so what you said about Perry um, before is, is how I believe we should see life because I, I truly believe that we have chosen our journey, our path in this life before we even came here because our soul knows exactly what it needs in order to evolve. So when, when the soul is out of its um, physical body, when it's in that level where it's only spiritual, it has no ego, it has no preferences, it just knows what it came to do in, in, in this life, which is which is made out of multiple lives on earth that we receive and we receive a physical body so that we can experience and we can, and we can um, commit to our calling. And we know exactly what we need. So it's, it makes so much sense what you said because I have no doubt that Perry is doing a very, very important um, mission. It is, it is her calling. And sometimes we, we know towards the end of our lives, the, you know, not the full meaning because I don't think we ever know the full meaning, but we know most of the meaning of why we chose a certain path, a certain, um, a certain journey on this earth. And hopefully, I'm sure life will go back to normal very soon. Yes. I think it's a very good thing that happened to earth because it brought a lot of important, um, how would I say, understandings to so many people around the world. and. And the most important understanding is that we are all one. Right. It is what it is. We are all one. By the way, my couture collection that's coming out end of October 
Um, I named it One by Pina Tourne because it's all about one. It's all about being one. One in numerology is 13. So I'll be showing 13 dresses on that collection, in that collection. And, and 13 is also love in numerology. So it's one and love, which are both the messages of COVID-19. We are one and we will only be saved by love. It's definitely a calling, a common calling of a mother and a daughter because as mothers, we choose, um, we accept our children. They choose us, they ask for permission, their soul, and we accept. So I have no doubt that this is your beautiful, beautiful um, join calling of a mother and daughter, daughter and mother. And I wish you all the good, all the health, um, and all the beautiful things and surprises in life. Aww. I'm sure they're yet to come.